Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. We are 14 and 12 year old hikers who have been hiking the 4,000 footers since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rides, and many other mountains. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello everyone, today I am here alone. Alex has five midterm exams coming up and she is swamped with studying. She will be back on Granite Gals for the next episode. Today I'm interviewing Jen Adams, a four-season hiker. Jen recently joined Girl Scouts as a co-leader and she is passing on outdoor skills to the next generation of girls. Welcome to Granite Gals. Thanks, glad to be here. So when did you start hiking and why do you like to hike? I started hiking when I was a kid. My parents were, um, you know, lovers of just being outdoors. They always appreciated getting us up to Franconia Notch. That was kind of our stomping ground as kids. And, you know, I can remember being in a little hiking backpack when I was you know, a little one, when I wasn't big enough. And then I went through that spell where I actually hated hiking. You know, it was kind of complaining the whole time. Are we almost there yet? I just didn't appreciate it as much as they did. Um, and then probably in college, started wanting to get back into it. And I was in Boston for about 10 years, so I tried to get up here when I could. And then when I moved back, um, it still just made, it was really difficult to fit it in, it seemed, with my schedule but always really wanted to make it something that was really part of my core identity, I guess. So I was able to, a couple years ago, really start focusing on it and um, started on my 4,000 footer list two Augusts ago. And then a year ago, moved up here and have been really loving the mountain life, I guess you could say. Yeah. And it's great. Um, I love to hike because it's something that's challenging. It's really empowering for me to see what I've done, whether I've done it with somebody else or I've done it by myself, just knowing that my body is able to hike 20 miles or two miles, whatever it's able to do that day. What's your favorite 4K? I would say Musalak because after I started, I was invited to hike the Osceolas with some friends. That, those were my first two um, official 4,000 footers. Even though I had hiked the Franconia Ridge a lot with my parents, I didn't know the dates, and so I was starting fresh. And I did those with them and my dog, and then slept in my car. And the next day, after doing the Osceolas, my dog and I went up and did Musalak by ourselves. And this giant cloud as we were ascending, you could barely see the 360 degree view. And then this giant cloud landed on top of Musalak, and it was like being on Mars, <laughs> being on a different planet. It was, the winds were incredible and it was exhilarating. And every time I've been up Musalak, it's been like that with crazy winds. I ended up doing that as my um, first winter solo hike in New Year's before last. So it always seems to have a special place for me. So you've never been up there where it's good weather? Never. Wow. (laughs) I've maybe been up four times, and every time it was probably at least 50 mile an hour winds. Wow. Hit the summit real quick and then get back down. (laughs) What lists or mountains besides the 4Ks have you hiked or are you working on? What did you enjoy about them specifically? I'm not really working on many other lists, although now um, I would like to get my winter 4,000 footers done. I think I'm at around nine. There's one out there, what is it, the terrifying 25? 
that sounds like it could be fun <laughs> to do. But I haven't picked a specific list yet. I just finished the 4,000 footers in, I think it was September, the end of September. So, and then we moved. So we're in a, I'm in a little bit of a hiking lull right now. <laughs> Where are you hiked in addition to the White Mountains? What is your favorite place to hike outside the Northeast? I've been on a couple trips, nothing major, but I was able to go out to Zion National Park probably eight, ten years ago and had planned to do a backpacking traverse. And this was May and we got out there and it decided to snow. And the outdoor company that we had arranged to do our car spotting couldn't get to where we needed to so and we didn't really have gear with us for those conditions anyway it was pretty funny so we ended up doing more day hikes and it's such a different terrain um, and then I've had a couple opportunities um, Yosemite and Sequoia National Park which I think outside of the northeast where I've been that would be my favorite place just it's so grandiose out there and even though you get these spectacular views here in the White Mountains, which definitely is my favorite place to hike um, out there in Yosemite, it just seems so much larger than life, and it's incredible. You've recently became co-leader of a Girl Scout troop and are encouraging girls to spend time in the outdoors. What inspired you <laughs> to join Girl Scouts? <laughs> so I was not a Girl Scout myself growing up and knew nothing about Girl Scouts still learning about Girl Scouts <laughs> and my partner's daughter is in your in our troop and became a volunteer last week to help out one of the leaders and then this year she was really needing a co-leader. She had been wanting for years to kind of change the focus of this troop to more outdoors leadership and um, spending time outdoors. I think otherwise I probably wouldn't have been as interested but knowing that you know that's a love of mine and being able to share that with others it made it seem like a good fit. So I'm, I'm definitely still learning as I go. Just being able to empower young women to be outside in whatever form. Getting women, young women especially, to feel confident that they can do anything that they put their minds to and that they don't need you know, men to lead the way. I think with hiking and a lot of outdoor things, it's always seemed like it's more male-led or male-driven and so and now I think this day and age maybe there's more of a turn where there's a lot more woman leadership and woman focus and so just to you know encourage more girls as they're growing up to kind of take that path if they want to. So sort of leading into the next question, um, have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? Fortunately not directly. I've had pretty good experiences um, what I have experienced is more maybe misplaced concern in the sense that I understand if people have concern if I'm going out hiking in the winter time, maybe by myself, usually not, but they don't always express the same concern if it's a guy going out doing it. Yeah. So it's just kind of that double standard that it's like, okay, I appreciate that maybe you care about me <laughs> and you don't want me to get hurt, but you don't need to have that concern just because of my gender. And I've never been somebody that has really let my gender lead what I can and can't do. It's just never been part of my mindset. I think because of the way my parents raised me, it was I can do it or I can't do it because I want to or I don't want to, uh, but not because I'm female. 
So, but other, you know, outward signs, outward um, experiences of sexism, luckily I haven't had. So tell us about your most memorable animal encounters on the trail. Probably the one that sticks out the most. Um, we've had a couple bears. I was also able to see a, is it a pine marten? Or is it just a marten? I think, I think there's a pine marten. Sometimes are hard to see or hard to find, but I think there's been one, at least last winter there was one hanging out around Lafayette and um, did see one there, so that was cool. But the, one of the most memorable ones, and I think it was going up Kerrigan and not too far into the hike, there was an owl, and it was early-ish morning, maybe 6.30 in the morning, and there was an owl not too far off in the trees, and I had my dog with me, and it didn't scare this owl off, and it just watched as we passed by, but its body stayed motionless and its head just kind of turned the whole time. (laughs) That was pretty cool. A little bit creepy. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit creepy, but really cool. Um, I believe in totem animals, so whenever I have an animal experience, it's cool to look up. We have a book on it, and just to look up and see what that meaning is. So usually things like herons come into my life a lot, not so much hiking-wise, but pretty cool to look up the meaning behind these animal encounters, really. Do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people? I would say it depends. I'm never really one that likes hiking in a large group of people, just because I like the peace of nature to some extent. Some days I want to be out there by myself, and sometimes it's just because I need to maybe reflect on things that are going on in my life. It's a good way to, you know, sort through things. Some days I want to have the camaraderie of another person who also has the same love of the outdoors. I love hiking with my dog, and um, I still kind of consider that hiking solo, <laughs> but <laughs> having her companionship with me makes me you know, feel, I guess, not so alone, even though you know, she wouldn't be able to help me in the least, but um, I feel safer sometimes with her. It really depends on the day, and sometimes I think I might go up by myself and then I end up connecting with somebody who wants to go out too, and then it just kind of whatever happens, happens. What's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? Right now, with again, we just moved, getting settled in there, and we are fortunate to have just moved to a tiny little cottage that is up against this um, this land, this conservation trust with roads and trails that are kind of all intertwined. Right now, we're just really looking forward to exploring that more. We spent about four hours out there in this, you know, brand new, like 14 inches of snow that we just got yesterday. And it's pure magic, um, all these old foundations. And so it's great to be able to explore such an incredible spot without even having to drive anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, other long-term plans, I'd like to, you know, finish my winter 4,000 footers. I'd really like to get I've never done any of the presidentials in the wintertime, so I'd like to get a couple in this this year if I can. The Appalachian Trail has always been kind of a bucket list thing. I don't know if it will happen maybe later in life when things settle down a little bit, but a shorter hike would be great, something like John Muir mm-hmm. or even just you know a section of the Appalachian Trail. And really, if you want to do it, there's, you know, you just have to put your mind to it, yeah. I think, so. Just saying the John Muir Trail is really beautiful. Yeah, you guys yeah. have done that. Yeah. yeah. It's really amazing. 
Now I'll ask you some questions that are unrelated to hiking. So what do you do for a living? So I'm a registered nurse and I just recently switched to home health nursing. And I had done a lot of year, many years up at Dartmouth and just the, the nights and the crazy schedule after that many years I was kind of done with. But um, home health nursing is nice when I get to drive around in this beautiful part of the state, part of the world. And, um, and see people in their homes. And when you are working with people in the hospital and sending them off to manage whatever they have going on at home, you don't really know what it will be like for them. So as a home health nurse, you're really able to get into people's space and you know, see where they're at, see what resources they have, see what needs they might, that might present themselves to you that you might not have otherwise known working with them in the hospital. So it's really cool to see the wide variety of living situations. Yeah. yeah, working at nights must have been really hard. Yeah, it can take its toll and I think that's one of the things I've learned over the last few years. It's really important to take care of yourself, especially when you take care of other people. That's you know one of the reasons why I like to hike because I don't like to exercise for the sake of exercise. I'm not somebody who's going to go to the gym, but I like to do something for my body and having it moving is something that is a benefit. Um, and as a nurse, I see, you know, when there isn't enough <laughs> exercise in someone's life, the toll that it can take. And so hiking is a way for me to really take care of myself. What's your favorite food? My favorite everyday food is probably avocado. I try to eat one just about every day. <laughs> and then my favorite maybe like special occasion food would be scallops answer sea scallops. <laughs> I don't eat meat, but I do eat fish, and those are really good. What's your favorite non-hiking related book? I really like Barbara Kingsolver as an author, and she wrote a book called Prodigal Summer. She always weaves these characters together so beautifully, and in this book especially, she then weaves it into nature, and um, so that's always a book that's called to me. If you could either fly or be invisible, which one would you choose and why? I would fly. You know, when you're up on the mountains and you see these birds soaring even higher than you are, that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's been times in my life when I felt invisible, so I feel like I don't need to go back to that. I would rather be able to spread my wings and travel as much as I wanted to, potentially. Yeah. Dogs or cats? Uh, mostly dogs. I have a greyhound. She's my third greyhound and um, my partner in crime. We also recently acquired a cat, so I'm a, I'm a newly converted cat person and I didn't, I wasn't quite sure what to expect getting into that, but she's really sweet and loving and so it's a lot of fun to have both of them. <laughs> chips or popcorn? Definitely chips. I have a chip addiction at times, <laughs> the salt. <laughs> Cheddar or Swiss? I would have to say neither and go with Brie. <laughs> oh, I love Brie. <laughs> if I don't have a chip addiction, I probably do have a Brie cheese addiction. Chips, at least I can kind of put out of my mind and say, okay, I don't need these uh, Brie, gosh, like slot, <laughs> melted all over sourdough bread. And then you uh, throw some avocado on top of that. And <laughs> it's yeah, like, I love Brie. perfect. <laughs> In a wrap. If you had to pick one, summer hiking or winter hiking? <sighs> After today, especially, I say winter hiking because of the magic that happens when you're out there and everything's coated in this pure 
white dusting and you can see all the tracks of the different animals that we share this incredible space with. But the one downside for me of winter hiking is I can't take my dog. Um, she is she's a greyhound she's not built for winter hiking and they get cold really easily so even today even though we were just going from the house we had to leave her behind and she can do you know upper 30 degrees but 20 degrees she's not too thrilled about that so (laughs) well thank you for doing this (laughs) yeah this has been great thanks so much the preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.